Yo, what is up Celtics Nation? It is currently 1.53 in the morning on Friday, and I'm back to bring you guys the third edition of the Guys in Green podcast. Just about 20 minutes ago, I finished watching the replay of the Celtics uh, versus the Heat in Miami, of course. We just won that game. 95 to 78 and uh, this episode is going to be a bit more off the cuff it is late at night my notes are not as uh, up to par as usual Uh, the podcast is two days late from the original uh, outing time and one day late from last week's but it's uh, there's really no point in me uh, posting any time before this game because a lot of what I'm going to talk about was going to hinder on how uh, we responded to uh that Bulls game against the Magic, but then in this game, which is even bigger, against the Heat. And it is safe to say, after uh, blowing a 19-point lead against the Chicago Bulls to lose it by 14, uh, 128-114, to these boys are uh, maybe back? Question mark? Uh, Definite question mark. I'm gonna start off uh, talking about the Bulls games. Obviously, we can say uh, what we want about the two Wizards games that we lost but I think kind of the collapse against the Bulls kind of uh, captures it all nicely into one big picture of what exactly is wrong with this team and exactly what this team can do better which is the following effort Uh, obviously in episode 2.5 you heard me in my pit of despair talk about how this team uh, doesn't have a lot of characteristics of a lot of the Celtics teams we've seen in the past. Don't show the heart, don't give the energy or the effort to be a consistently winning basketball team and how that's been a problem over the last couple of years. And it's safe to say that in these past two games, we've seen signs that uh, when this team gives the conscious effort uh, to win basketball games, to play together, They can be really fun and they can be a team that can win a lot of games against a lot of the best teams in this league. And we saw that here tonight against the Miami Heat. We showed up a lot of communication on the defensive end. You can see it. You can hear it. Uh, Especially, uh, I want to give this special shout out to our main guy, uh, Mr. Marcus Smart. Uh, A lot of people have doubted him. And uh, I'll say even at points in the first few games, I doubted him myself. I don't think we can question uh, what type of leader he really can be. I think this team got to a pretty toxic point, obviously, uh, kind of building to the peak of that against the Chicago Bulls after we collapsed late in that third quarter and into the fourth. Uh, Obviously, there was that players-only meeting, which turns out it really wasn't even a meeting. It was, you know, a scheduled team thing that the coaches kind of let the players have their time. And uh, that whole thing, in my opinion, was blown way out of proportion uh, in the media before Ime obviously addressed it and said, listen, guys, let's not get too crazy. Uh, This was a scheduled thing. This was always going to happen. And uh, of course, players are going to go at it and they're going to be emotional. Things are going to get heated when Marcus Smart is saying things to the media like, Jay's got to pass the damn ball. They don't want to pass the ball. Uh, But I agree with both sides. I've addressed this on our Twitter page quite a bit to a few people that I just genuinely disagree that uh, this whole situation is as toxic as they say it is. 
uh, especially with Smart, uh, JT, and JB. These guys are like brothers. They played together for long enough now. JB and JT know Marcus Smart. They know what he's going to bring to this team. And they know especially uh, better than the rest of the guys on this team that the one thing Marcus Smart wants to see is this team win games. With him on the team, I would like to note. Anybody on the trade Marcus Smart train should probably click off now because I do not subscribe to that thought or idea in any way, shape, or form. I'll talk about the game against the Orlando Magic, which ended 92-79, to where for the first time in this season, we saw these boys really play defense as a unit. A lot less individual defense being played, a lot more as a team, a lot more organized. You can see, you can hear uh, the communication right on your TV screen. Go up to the speakers, you hear Marcus Smart directing guys, you see him telling them where to go. You see him jumping around to left, right, and center on the defensive end. And that's what we've come to expect from Marcus Smart. And that's now what we've come to see uh, this many games into the season. Which is a good sign going forward. Obviously, I wouldn't say we're exactly out of the dark yet. This makes it uh, four wins on the season now out of, what was it, uh, like seven games or something like that that we've had. Obviously, it's it's a new coach. It is a new system. It seems like Ime has worked some of these problems out that we harshly accused him for uh, in those first few games where it really didn't look good. And I'd say over the past few games, he really has taken a handle on this team. It seems like uh, some of his defensive strategy has been altered, I think. Uh, the switching is obviously still a bit of a problem. But you see a lot more of guys going over screens and getting to shooters over the past couple games. And whether that is through effort or through game plan, I mean, it's gotten the win twice in a row now. And of course, you know, we can't be overdramatic. Two wins in a row is two wins in a row on a back-to-back. That's great. I do think we should be beating the Orlando Magic pretty consistently. They've got a bit of a G League squad. But I mean, to hold any NBA team to 79 points when just a couple of games ago you could not defend for your life is decently impressive by our standards. We saw throughout, uh, you know, all of these games, essentially, Tatum has been streaky as ever. In some games, it just looked like his offense wasn't clicking whatsoever. Uh, In the Bulls game, he notched 20 points, few assists, a few rebounds. Uh, Jalen Brown with the 28 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. And against the Magic, he only posted 14 points three assists six rebounds again Jalen Brown with another 28 I I think you see sort of where this is going against the Heat we got Tatum with 10 Uh, Brown only was 17 this time around but obviously his night got cut a little bit short hopefully that hamstring is all right because we are going to need him if we're going to continue to win games and uh, play that team defense which we know he uh, can be a big part of You know, yeah, we see Tatum. He is in this shooting slump, and whether that comes down to uh, the new ball that's being used, uh, the game ball that's being used, whether that's adjusting to the bulk he put on over the summer, uh, I wouldn't say it's exactly excusable, but if he's going to come in and play hard defense, we saw him get a few steals tonight. We saw him running the break, playing hard defense. 
Obviously, he got eight rebounds, so those are big against a lot of teams in which we are undersized against. So I think it's all a matter of just not letting it get to him, and he just continues to be a part of the offense where necessarily he's not the main scoring option every time down the floor. Having a guy like Jalen Brown who looks to be having a another career year helps. It, he's got to trust his other teammates a bit more. Uh, he only had two assists tonight. Obviously, we won by a long stretch, so it didn't really matter tonight. But uh, really, it's a matter of just continuing to get down the floor to play hard defense and get those rebounds. Because even if Tatum's having a bad shooting night, we've seen tonight that he can really affect the game in other ways if he's willing to put in that effort not get into his own head. We saw him post on his Instagram story after the game, good team win, head up zero, embrace the struggle, it's a part of it. And I kind of think that it's kind of poetic for him to arrive at this thought process that, hey, you know what, if we're going to win the game, I'm going to be a part of those wins, whether it's scoring the points or playing hard defense, getting key steals, and getting a lot of rebounds for this team. And that's what his mindset needs to be. I criticized him for this in past games, and obviously throughout both of the podcasts I've recorded prior to this one. I've called him out. I said he's got the one of the weakest mindsets on one of the most talented scoring players I've ever seen. And he continues to not score very well. Uh, but as long as he's going to put in that extra effort... And not let bad calls and missed shots get in his head and make him stop playing hard. Then I think we can accept it even in a loss, even with a win. You know, if he's going to play hard and give it his all for the green, that's sort of what is is mattering most to me. And I would say most Celtics fans as well. I just want to also talk over what we've seen from Rob Williams. He grabbed 10 boards, only 4 points tonight against the Miami Heat. But honestly, in the past few games, dude's been putting in an absolute shift down low. If we're going to play that stifling defense that we've been playing over you know, the past few games, uh, bar that the end of the 3rd and the 4th in the Bulls game, I mean, he's always going to be a key part of that. He's our main shot stopper along with Al Horford. And it's really nice to see him making these adjustments, being able to move his feet and keep with defenders. I think we can all say the fact that he is still on the court and not injured in great fashion yet, even though it's just nine games is pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, we're going to hope that that continues because he can be a key part of any contending franchise. I fully believe that. I believe that since a couple of years ago, his defensive prowess and his natural instincts for the defensive end uh, have been only developing further and further and with guys like Marcus leading him on the defensive end we've seen him be a part of some key plays where the other team loses the ball and we turn it straight into a bucket another guy that has sort of proved us all right is Dennis Schroeder I was a bit iffy on him in the first few games I didn't know if maybe it's too much dribbling maybe it's too much trying to handle the ball maybe it's too much trying to you know get his own shot to go but I think we've seen obviously he's got six assists tonight to go with 14 points this dude can get a bucket he he's driving to the hole he's kicking out to open guys and like he's just making things happen I don't know how you could possibly complain with what you've seen over the past few games especially uh, I said it in the first podcast I'll say it again 
The dude's got some prime Rondo in him. I'd say he's a better scorer maybe than Rondo ever was, but peak Rondo would probably probably be be getting close to this uh, scoring prowess. But I mean, he's just so crafty. He's able to create his own shot. He loves getting those little scoop layups in there past the defenders off the nice dribble. And it just sort of uh, shrinks the defense down inside. It uh, gets shooters open. And he's constantly hitting them. And then it's just sort of a matter of guys hitting shots, getting them those assists. And obviously, dude did that tonight. Balled out. Just like he's been doing the past few games. And he's going to be a key reason why we win a lot of games if he can keep this type of performances up where he's constantly elevating the guys around him okay and i'm gonna try to keep this sort of short and sweet so i want to move on to the main man uh, that's jalen brown jalen brown's currently scoring 25.6 points per game about six rebounds two and a half assists and i i think it's safe to say he is sort of ascended at least for right now to that number one option on the team He's having a career year. He obviously was a first-time All-Star last year, and it looks like he's only taking that a step up. He is constantly driving, looking to get a shot in the paint, but uh, he is very well able to shoot for the mid-range. He's a reliable three-point shooter for the most part, and it just sort of seems like he's playing with that swagger right now. Uh, when he's given that effort on the defensive end, it's not hard for him to turn it into offense on the other end, and... He's sort of been the the steadier to the ship, I guess uh, you could put it. I don't know if that's honestly a correct English there. The dude's been quietly just doing his thing. Even when this team was playing like absolute shit, he was putting in a shift on the offensive end basically every single night. I know he had that one like nine point outing or whatever it was where he shot a bit poorly, but I think it's a matter of if you put the ball on the guy's hands, he's going to make something happen. I feel like it's a matter of he's got to get those touches. He's got to get his feel for the game. And once he's in that zone, he is merely impossible to stop at this point. I mean, Miami's got one of the best defenses in the league. There is plenty of stats to back that one up. And dude still had a pretty good outing at 17 points. And he was able to get other guys involved pretty well. And uh, it's one of those things where... He's going to contribute to a win in a lot of ways, more than one on the offensive end. And uh, yeah, that just seems to propel us in the right direction. Sort of gets other guys getting that energy going, getting them hyped up, getting them ready to go to war for maybe close to a 48 minutes. Uh, back to the game that I just watched against the Miami Heat. Uh, that second quarter, we held them to just nine points while we scored our highest quarter of the game which was 33 we were able to sort of just coast until the end it seemed like they won on that one run where they cut it down to a nine or ten and then we just rode it right back up by moving the ball guys making key shots and playing hard we saw it get chippy at one point uh you know a few technicals in the span of a few minutes uh mark smart from the bench then tyler hero john at jalen brown because uh Jalen Brown called him Bubble Boy, which I agree. Incredibly, incredibly overrated. Having a good season, but at the end of the day, when Miami is a second round exit, we will be talking then. Then we got a Romeo Langford and Neesmith uh, with the 12 and 13 points, respectively. And it's those young guys that came in 
and they really could have dropped the ball for us, but they just kept it going. They were playing hard, making cuts to the basket, constantly trying to get an open layup, fighting for rebounds, and getting out in transition. And we're going to need that all season long from guys like them. Neesmith hit that one shot at the end of the Orlando game. And it may seem like the floodgates are back open for Neesmith. Just seemed like he was a bit more comfortable out there. Maybe he had to break that regular season uh, seal. And now he'll be ready to go. It's always been a confidence thing with him. It was that same way last year. So it's nice to see him get back on the score sheet with the 10 points plus game against the Miami Heat who have one of the better defenses so to see him respond to that with 13 points uh, that's always going to be something you want to see out of him and hopefully this kind of forces Ime's hands into you know putting him in the game more giving him a chance and seeing what he can do to help this team moving forward and last but not least before I end off this short little episode is our man the myth the legend Al Horford the dude's 35 the dude is 35 he's playing like he's in his early 20s if I'm being honest I mean it it is absolutely shocking to see I mean OKC literally got just about nothing by buying out Kemba Walker's contract they send Al Horford our way and I I think I don't take this lightly when I say Uh, we're even happier to have Al Horford back than he is to be back in Boston. And you know how much he loves being back in Boston. When this guy threw down the absolute hammer for the and one, uh, even though I saw the highlight on Twitter, when I saw it on the replay of the game that I just watched, it got me out of my seat. It got me fired up. I mean, this dude came in ready to lead from day one. He's going to be one of the reasons that this team may be okay and we may end up in a decent position by the end of the season. And he has absolutely been the key factor, bar Jalen Brown, on this team so far this season. It's undeniable. I'd say that's the trade of the offseason by far. We haven't had the best start, but one of those bright spots has been Al Horford. We love our guy. We know you love him too. And... He's going to continue to do great things all season. I hope he can stay healthy. (laughs) I hope we stay out of these overtime games where he has to play extra minutes. Because, goddamn, I just want to see him thrive and prosper. All right, guys, that is going to do it for the third episode of the Guys in Green podcast. And I just wanted to say a thank you to you guys. Everything's been super active at the CT Green Teamers Twitter page. And even though there's been a lot of rough spots in the season, you guys have sort of lifted us up and made it easy to be in this community, feel like we're really a part of something. And uh, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update. We're going to be changing it up on our page, uh, trying some different stuff, changing the profile picture, the banner, making this thing into something special. And it couldn't happen without you guys. Just wanted to thank you for the support on the podcast and on the Twitter page. And with that being said, peace out Celtics Nation. We'll catch you next week.